What's up, Donuts? This is TV Donut, where you're listening to the show TV Donut. This is a podcast where myself, Piers Ray, co-host Saskia Werner. Hi there, good day, after day. <laughs> good after day to you as well, Saskia. And Hannah Davies. Hi! Uh, we watch the first episode and the last episode of a first season of a show we select at random, and we try to figure out what happened in the middle, in the donut, if you would. Welcome to season five. Season oh my five. goodness, yes, it's happened. We did it. We've run longer than most shows. Yes. Including the show we're watching today, The Beast with Patrick Swayze. One season wonder on A&E. I know. Is this our first A&E show? I think it I, is. Yes, I believe so. A&E has some really good ones. Breakout Kings is one of my favorites, I've... and I was so pissed when they canceled it. They so very rarely do scripted dramas. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's why we haven't gotten one. I I've think never maybe only, like, five. I've never yeah. even heard of Breakout Kings. Yeah. It's so good. I don't think I would never have guessed this was it an A&E show. It stars Jimmy Simpson from Westworld. <gasps> yes. Check it out. And, mm. of course, it's always Sunny. What's yes. his name? What is his... The McPoyle. Act? Oh, McPoyle. Thank you. It's McPoyle. Yes. It's uh, one of the McPoyles. The main McPoyle. The main McPoyle. Yeah. 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 The main one. The I leader know. of the McPoyles. Today we're talking about The Beast. Yeah. Created by Vincent Angel and William L. Rotko. Pretty good job. Should we discuss our feelings before yeah. we get into the pilot? Probably a good idea. Who wants to start? I really had no problem with this show. I thought his performance was no complaints. Swayze's? Yeah. I thought Swayze was doing good work in it. Yeah. Uh, especially considering. It was extremely, extremely obvious and the, nothing was original about it. I'm not sure I can agree that he was doing a great performance. There were certain lines and, like, <laughs> ways that he did things that just, like, really brought me out of it. I thought he was doing out pretty well considering what the show is, you know? There were some moments, and I will bring them up as we go along, that just felt so out of place. Oh, and completely, completely. It just yeah. it, it kind of ruined this for me. I, I like the finale a lot better, but again, like, for us, it was great because we got so much of what we had missed just all oh being over-explained. And also yeah. flashbacks. Yes! Like, yeah. literal flashbacks. Like, if we had seen the donut, <laughs> we wouldn't need any of that information. Hopefully, we would already have it. Yeah. So, it seemed like a whole waste of an episode. But the pilot, I thought, like... We'll get into it, but I'll just bring up one example. Like, there's a whole scene in the car where Swayze is, um, like, questioning his new partner about their cover IDs, and that was kind of a good acting scene, I thought, when he went into, like, I'm from the South, and anyway. But I'm actually from this part of the South. Can you tell from my accent? I said I'm from here, but I'm from Alabama. Bought that. Bought that completely. But it was more when he was trying to be, like, like scary, that uh, maybe I just can't see him as scary, but... Uh, his partner, Ellis, Dove, um, didn't know anything. Seemed like he had not read that file. Right. No. And then they go from that lecture where Ellis reveals he literally knows nothing about what's happening mm-hmm. to Swayze's character being like, okay, I need you to take lead on this. Can you handle that? Yeah. And you had all I need to know right now. No! Obviously not! He was not prepared ten minutes ago. He's not going to be prepared. If these are real <laughs> it's... undercover FBI agents. Like, yeah. there are moments that are just so ludicrous that it's like, it's unbelievable. I buy the idea idea 
I'm I'm okay with like some of that because I think like if you're in this kind of work, you are a lot of time your back is up up against the wall, and you're like, this is the guy I've got. So you're you're not ready, but you're taking lead. Yeah, I can get that. But like then you're shooting rocket launchers out of windows. Yeah, holy oh, Jesus! Again, insane. Considering oh, we now find out that thing's basically in a sting full of co- all cops. Yeah, all those people are cops. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. It's crazy, but yeah, I, yeah. All right, let's talk about the pilot. Yes. Which aired January 15th. Let's go. 2009. This is a very long description, so feel free to just stop me at any point. In the premiere episode of The Beast, the mischievous Barker hazes Dove as they go undercover on their first case to infiltrate a weapons smuggling ring. Barker brilliantly manipulates situations, constantly tests his new partner's abilities, and pushes him to delve deeper into the roles of the undercover characters he creates. Although Dove takes a liking to Barker, the new job takes its toll on him. The stress and danger of being an agent quickly makes him realize that he can no longer maintain normal relationships outside of work. Yet that's not the worst of it. The rookie is confronted with a larger challenge. An FBI internal affairs team feels Barker may have gone rogue, and they try to enlist Dove as a double agent in the Bureau's investigation of his mentor. Hey! Alright. That's it? Didn't mind the opening scene. Kind of found that a bit charming, where it was like, it's like a four-way standoff. Uh, The money is short, so the people are screaming. You want to tell my mother I got raped or should I? Just everybody stay calm. Who is this guy? Just count it I'm the guy that's going to get us out of here. Bullshit! Just take the money. It's a good deal. Everybody go put the gun down! Put the gun down! Put the gun down! Then take the money. Just take the money. Let's just take the deal, Hickey. It's only fifty thousand life. What? <laughs> now you got one less cut. Your mama would be so proud. So we're good, are we not? Yeah, we're good. Barker. It's so hard not to just call him Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Yeah. We can. Shoots one of the the guy's guys, basically, in the chest, who's, like, actually trying to help him in that situation. Very surprising. But but he revealed, he revealed that it's only 50,000 short. Yeah. Which gave it away, because the only reason why he would know that is because if he was an FBI... Right. The other well, guy did. The argument he said, Barker is like, you weren't there when they counted it. Yeah. So you wouldn't know that it's 50,000 short. Yeah. You basically just uh, outed yourself. You blew your cover. So I shot you so he wouldn't shoot you. In yeah. the head. Uh, yeah. And he carries the body out, which turns out actually to be his new partner, Ellis. And throws him in the dumpster. Wearing a vest. So he's fine. That was a great moment when, like, he's out there on the, and it's dark on the side of whatever this warehouse pier there is. Dock thing, yeah. This dock thing, and then there's the helicopter, and that's shining on him, you're like, oh, he's done, and then all the police swarm up, and he doesn't react, yeah. and then they go right by him. Well, he reacts. He says, send the whole office? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So we know he's one of them. He's undercover. Um, and, yeah, and, and this Ellis dude is his new little rookie partner who doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Yep. And he has to school him that he got. Basically, he shot him to teach him a lesson as <laughs> well as save his life. Yeah. He's De- just like, breathe shallow because he's complaining that it hurts. There's a real weird line in this opening thing, though, where one of the guys is like, which one of you wants to tell my mother I was raped? And I was like, yes, what was the like, hell yeah, does that mean? Because they, they, like, right. they were screwing him over. Yeah. But it's like, that's... A weird mm, way to talk. I've never heard anyone been like, yeah. don't rape me on this deal. Yeah. You know what I or mean? Even, and then involving your mother in it as well. Yeah. Super weird. Yeah. Super weird. So they go to the bar, and Alice is all ready to jump on the next case, and Barker's like, mm, no, you fucked that up. 
we're going to just do some more in the field exercises because your training <laughs> isn't good enough. It's not the same as being in these situations. So he points out a dude at the bar and tells him, okay, go tell that guy you can get him sober. Go help him. And that does not go well. No. no. The guy hammers him into the bar. He uh, Ellis almost pulls out his ID. Yeah. Pat And Swayze has to take it away from him. Pockets it. Drags him out and gives him shit. Like, get your act together. He whispers something in the drunk's ear. What do you think he whispered that gets him to let go of Alice right away? I don't know. I have also no idea. There's a lot of these, again, these little, like, he's, like, so mystical, but, like, we never get the reality of what he's actually doing. Like, you know, when he gets the gun off Petransky, which he, like, supposedly blackmails him for. Like, mm-hmm. But we don't see what the blackmail is. We don't see how he performs these so-called magic tricks, which is another problem I have with the show. That the best parts are all kept. It's like out of Ocean's sight. Eleven, but we never get the reveal at the end. Right. Yeah. And we just see that he pulls it off, and you're supposed to take it on faith that he had some amazing. It's exactly. It's kind of lazy. Yeah. Right. So Barker's pissed. He tells him, "You never pull your ID in the real world. Like we're undercover. Like you're. Mm-hmm. That's just no." And then he just drives off and leaves him there. Tells him to get his shit together. Yeah, throwing his badge on the ground. Yes. Dude, he threw it at him. Like yeah. at his yes. chest. <laughs> he drives away from him three times this episode. Yeah, it's definitely a recurring motif of uh, Ellis getting left behind to learn his lesson. <laughs> Which uh, must suck when you uh, have a driving-related job and it's the other person's car and they can just leave you there. But uh, he also like gets kicked out of his own apartment. That's so true. Barker can take a phone call, which is, you know, so we see, like, obviously he doesn't have a lot of respect, or he's not being treated with a lot of respect, at least. Right. Yeah. He hasn't earned the full respect. He does yet. give him an envelope and tells him he has to take it to a certain place at a certain time, uh, but he doesn't tell him what's in it. He never tells him anything. No. Nope. Anytime, he never gets any of his questions answered. Yeah. Don't be late. Uh, and then Barker goes to meet Conrad in the park uh, to get their new case file, which is um, this guy, Nikolai and Michael Cooley, who are a couple arms dealers that are looking for a missile launch weapon. Uh, surface to air sting launcher, I think. Something like that. Something. Requiring this, a launch code. This yeah. whole show is so much gun worship. <sighs> yeah, it is a lot of um, Can guns. You th- how many scenes end? With somebody having a gun pointed at their head or, or in Almost one case, pointing a gun at their own that head. That was another problem I had with this show is that every every scene ended in him pulling his gun on someone or started with that and like yep. the gun just stayed out the whole time. And it's just like, yeah, it's kind of boring. The whole show exists at one emotional level. So uh, the stupid panther from True Blood is <gasps> Alice's neighbor. That's who that yes. was. And he hits on her basically right away and um, she's like, are you stalking me? And he's like, I'm just observant when, you know, something matters to me and they agree to go out for a drink together. This was the creepiest thing. Would I just like, I have such a hate for her, of the panther that it's like hard for me to like her ever. Should <laughs> name her, not but fair uh, to her. Sorry, Lindsay Pulliper. I will Pulsiper. be calling you panther. Yes, that's fine with me. Um, would either of you if you were in your apart, like if you were walking out of your building and somebody stopped and offered you a coffee like that, never, never. Uh, if you looked like that guy, though, that guy's really, really yeah, hot. He's a very attractive man. It would be a long shot for me. Would you? Strangers accosting you on the street and asking you out is is always kind of like it's just jarring. So it's never not usually. My question was going to be 
fast forwarding way to the end of this. Yeah. If a guy or a girl or someone you were dating casually and was also your neighbor told you to fucking leave town, yep. would you go? Because I think I would. Oh, I, if yes, if they were that serious, temporarily at least, almost certainly. Yeah, it's like she's like, we'll get into it, but that fight was kind of crazy. I'm yeah, like, just go, no, girl. But no. obviously, we see that she eventually made that decision. Uh, I think it's totally fine in this context that she agreed to that that drink. He was kind of cute. He was polite about it, but it's still... Did they establish that they had met before? It's hard to know, but they're neighbors. They're neighbors, so so they have, like, something, maybe? They do know each other already. But that, again, like, I wouldn't want to start randomly dating a guy who lives in my building. Right. Because then if you aren't dating him anymore, Mm. you still live in the building. Yeah, that's a nightmare. So he goes into his apartment, and Barker has broken in and is going through his mail. Yeah. And this is when we discover that Ellis has a brother who's in jail who might be up for parole. So, Pierce, do you think we meet this brother in the donut? He's not mentioned in the finale. We have to meet him in the donut. There's no way that story so can just go up. There away. were a few things that got mentioned in this episode. I realized going through my notes that didn't come up in the finale, so I do wonder. It's really but, true. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. I think, is there a donut question about him? There is no donut question about him. <laughs> does he get out of jail? Do you know? Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have a donut question. I'm like 90% sure. Knowing this show, I feel like he either has to flee the country or he gets killed shortly thereafter. Otherwise, we'd see him. Like, just from the tone of this show. He uh, gets out and goes to live with Ellis. Yeah. And... Robs his apartment of all the electronics, like pretty oh, much wow. instantly. Yikes! I don't know the outside. There is a find out guy in the finale, Todd. Right? Like that could be his brother. Obviously, it's not. No, I think we don't he... know. It's not. That's true. Um, but yeah, got ya. Um, so they go to Petransky. He's a good character. He runs the uh, evidence locker. And like I said, they try to get this uh, missile out of evidence so they can pretend to sell it to this coolie guy. And uh, he's like, no fucking way. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they sneak into the FBI to put in a requisition for it. And he's like, that's bullshit. Like, you did this yourself. Not falling for this. Seems like he's probably pulled something similar before. Definitely. And Petransky is not going to deal with it. But like I said, he uh, blackmails him and he takes the gun. Hey. Yeah. I can confirm he has only had one episode. Yeah. After Assume he, he probably goes back. And then- Goes away. A violation of his parole. Maybe. Or maybe he goes escapes. back to jail. Or he's just hiding somewhere. We're going to find out if we watch this series. Uh, it's true. We would. Okay, this is the first scene we where would. I started to hate this pilot. Yeah. Is when they're in the evidence locker getting the gun, and then they're like, there's a box with oh. the names on it and oh. all the agents around the world. Like, right? what the fuck? Fuck. Also, what is that doing? Right there in the middle of an evidence locker that seems yeah. to be very easy to break into. Yes. I mean, I guess it's like in in the evidence locker, in whatever this space be, is. It's, it's just crazy. It shouldn't be out in the open It like would be that. in a safe. Like, locked in a safe. And people, everybody, wouldn't just know it exists. And that that's where you find it. Also, what's that evidence for? Ugh, I don't know. There's That was such a... So dumb. It was like such, not a red herring, but whatever the word is, or like a giant turd in your scene. Right. No. Here's something that doesn't make any sense for it to be here. All you need to do is get past one old man in a wire fence. Oh my God. Okay. Didn't like the scene after this either when they go to talk to this woman, the CI, 
again, pulls a gun in her face. We know nothing about this person. Mm-hmm. She's, like, trying to say, like, okay, yeah, I'll give you Cooley. He's like, nope, don't care about Cooley anymore. I want you to tell me what you haven't told me already. I don't know what you want. I do not have time for this. Look, I am on your side. Do you hear me? I'm hear your me. side. Do not blame me, Charlie. I will deliver Cooley, I promise. I don't give a goddamn about Cooley. <gasps> you tell me something I don't know, something that's not in the file, or I'll splatter you all over this bitch. Back off. Talk now, please. I know this... I know this guy used to work nights at the Annapolis Armory. He lifted a shipment of rocket launchers. There you go. The RPGs got seized. By the FBI. But he kept something, didn't he? Didn't he? The launch cards. He kept the launch cards. I'm gonna need to meet your friend. You tell him you found a wire. But she ends up sending them to this guy, Nick, right? Is that his name? Uh, yeah. In the trailer. So is she part of the secret team then? Because he's on the secret team. Yep. They're both part of the secret team. Oh my I think we God. see her again with her hair back in that final... It's like so many fake people are like trying to take him down. Like That's so much money, FBI time. Everything they do in this episode is dedicated to... Though, as we find out in the finale... These guys have a conspiracy of their own, so yeah. it's not that unrealistic for them. But that she's a CI, that means she's like one of the bad guys, right? No, confidential informants, maybe, yeah. or at least related so to them. So she like works for Cooley, but it's like it's all fake. Like, how long has he been? How long has she been a CI? Anyway, he threatens to splat her her brains yeah. on the bench if she doesn't say something, and then she's like, "Oh well." They're in the middle of a public park, a guy. by the way. I know yes. a guy. Yes. And uh, Ellis tries to stop him. He's watching. Yeah, he's right there. And then well. later is like, where is the line? Is there no line? Yeah. And Swayze's so like, heck yeah, we need to know where it is so we can step over it. Yeah. I was like, ugh. It's, this is like training day, but worse. Yeah. Sorry. No. I do not like this pilot at all. Neither did I. It made me angry in a I, lot of places, and then I fell asleep. I thought it was well produced. I just couldn't get... I just don't care. Plus, it was well, so dark. Say they're in Chicago. Is that where they are? Yeah, they yes. say it a lot. Right. It's winter, so there's snow everywhere, which didn't make it any fun. And yes, a lot of night scenes. The whole thing was just dim. It was hard to see. Yeah. I had to like watch it in a pitch black room to make out what was happening. I was so excited the weather had changed because I was like, oh, we can tell exactly how much time has gone by. And then someone literally was like, eight, eight months eight ago. Said everything. Yeah. I was like, fuck you. We have a perfect timeline. You're not making this hard for us at all. Okay, anyway, so they need launch cards for this missile because they can't sell it without the launch cards. So he sends Ellis off to this, like, trailer park to meet with this guy who is completely crazy. Yes. Yeah. Smoking crack. And D'Angelo Barksdale. Yes. That's right. He was actually my favorite part. Yeah. He was, I was really happy of to see this him episode, in this. Just... And I couldn't figure out how this was going to be a long-term character in this right. show because right. he's, like... So cracked out. He's talking about like nine eleven conspiracies. He wants to play chicken foot. It was yes. CGI and holograms. Never heard of chicken foot before. Think that is hilarious. You want to play chicken foot? Play what? It's like Russian roulette, but you don't die. You get that same adrenaline rush, but the worst that could happen is you get a hole in your foot. Whoa! 
That's better than busting a nut, man. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> hey, look, man, your money is there. You see, I got things I got to do, so, you know, just... <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You thinking, how do I get me them launch cards? You'll never find them. And what you got to do is prove to me you ain't the man. So you either smoking or you playing or are you just a sheep? It's like you want to be tough enough to play Russian roulette, but, but you're you like, don't I don't want to die. Yeah. But then later they show after they smoked a crack or whatever, he whatever. just says it's not crack. It's crystal meth. He, no, he called it junk. He says it. Uh, it's no, just the junk the talking. end scene when he's um, in the train, he says, I smoked, where is it? Where is it? Got my nose broken. Smoked meth. That's what he says is meth. All right. So, Doesn't matter. All horrible for your brain. But he starts playing Russian roulette in like mm-hmm. in those weird scenes, and then Ellis freaks out and like clocks him in the head with the gun, and he's he gives up. Uh, what's his name? Caesar. By the way, who's already in the file that he never read? He arrives at the house and it's daylight at the trailer. Yeah, and he's been like all night smoking crack. Exactly, smoking crack, and apparently been playing chicken foot or On Russian roulette the whole yeah. time. It's, well, he says like he won't give him, he won't sell him the cards unless he either smokes the meth or plays chicken foot to prove he's not the man. He smokes the meth. He smokes it. He was, still doesn't well, give him the would cards. Would you choose the meth? No. Possibly yes. Shooting yourself in the foot. Yes. I couldn't he just have taken the gun and pointed it at him and no, just played Russian let that way? Yeah. I think I would have chosen the chicken foot. There's only like a one in six chance you're going to get shot, and uh. that's going to heal. But if you like smoke meth in front of a, a supposed dangerous criminal, right? Like you don't know what's going to happen or what you're going to do. That's very he true. He does try to like choke him, and then D'Angelo Barksdale is like, it's just the drugs, yeah. let me go. It's just the junk. It's and just he does. the junk, man. He walks away after telling him about Caesar. It was... <laughs> Which all doesn't matter at all. No. No, because it's all a big setup. Yeah. Uh, Barker goes to see this woman, Lauren, mm-hmm. I assumed ex-wife, right away. I did, too. Did I? Yeah. Yes, did I? Uh, of course, we later find out sister. Yep. She's in trouble. Her husband is, like, do you have a donut a question about this? Because this was so many unanswered questions. Talking about the files. This was a big... What were the files? This felt I... like a story that should have started... Like, this should have been the beginning of that story, at the beginning of this whole yeah. thing. Yeah. But, like, we don't find out anything. Okay, so a man approached your kids two days ago and said, your father's time is almost up. Okay? But she says he spent all of their savings, their car's been repoed, but he says he has a plan. So I thought, okay, like, he's just a gambling addict, whatever, right? Like, typical soprano story, like, he's lost all their money and they're gonna kill him. Totally. Uh, we can probably just go all the way through this storyline because it really doesn't relate to the other story it at does all. Not. Except that Ellis wants to know what's going on and and Patrick Swayze is like, you gotta keep your private life private. Yeah. Um, is um, he goes to meet with John at this bar and he gives him gun and money and tells him to do the right thing, which I think is basically telling him to kill himself, yes, which, which he does eventually do. But then if if that's the plan, mm-hmm. what was the money for? And is the money just sitting with his body in the car? That's what I'm saying. Like, was it to pay off the debt? I assume it was for debt or to give to the family. Why or... wouldn't he give it to his sister? 
Or was it like two options? Like you have a money option and a gun option. Like I'm just going to lose this money. And then he calls his wife to say goodbye and, and he tells her, destroy the files. And Barker later comes back to see his sister who is super pissed that mm-hmm. he basically talked her husband into killing himself when yeah. what she was asking for was help. help. He died a hero. Yeah. Fuck that, that scene. He became also. a hero today. That was and she forgives so him. Terrible. Oh, she like she embraces him. So fast. But, um, oh my god, no, I don't remember what I was going to say. She, she, he asks for the files in that scene. He says, give me the files. They yeah. would have gone through you to get to me. So, like, this is not gambling. Like, this is something, like, is he also FBI? I assume that her husband was involved in something illegal. Maybe from gambling, maybe what from the What are death? the files? And why does Patrick Swayze need them? I need to know. This yeah. is her only episode. Oh, no! Are God. you kidding me? I am not kidding so you. So terrible. Is that ever explained? Nope. Oh. Not to my the knowledge. Files? The files are never explained? Not to my knowledge. Need, That's infuriating. Perhaps we need he did to destroy them. a seance, and we need to contact Patrick Swayze, and we need to ask him about these files. <laughs> I don't write it. I just act in it. (laughs) All right. So the envelope that Ellis got was for Conrad. He goes and meets with him. Conrad's like, how's it going? And uh, Ellis is like, this guy's an asshole. Um, And they're like, yeah, but he handpicked you. Like, he sees himself in you like 20 years ago, and that should scare the shit out of you. And then he gives him a box, which he says is pretzels, but has actually a bunch of money, which is to go and buy the cards with. (sighs) And then he calls him. Barker calls Ellis. And he's like, those pretzels aren't for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, forgot to mention, when he first gets to the trailer, nobody answers, so he lets himself in and walks right into a booby trap involving a giant stuffed polar bear. And was, a shotgun. Was that a shotgun? I thought it was a harpoon. Pretty amazing. Oh, sure. Maybe, maybe I only I only assumed it was a harpoon because he said that thing about, that thing, that'll kill a whale. He did whatever. say it would kill a whale. Right. Yes. Good call. Uh, so we already talked about that. They smoke crack. They part ways. And that's about it. Uh, he goes on his date with Rose, high on meth, and he can't stop twitching, yep. which she notices. It's a terrible idea. So he blames it on being nervous. And he gets a call from the drunk from the bar who's ready to sober up. He hangs up on him. That was strange. Mean. And then he gets a call from Barker. So he like immediately ditches this date, which is not a date. She right. makes that clear because she doesn't want to talk about her past. She's and also... going for a drink. Yeah. And the... Finale, when they said that Grace was about 20, I was 100% convinced it was going to be her. Me too. Yeah. I thought it was her when they showed the photo. Definitely wasn't. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, he's been dating her this whole time. That's Uh, such a great twist. That would have been amazing. Why didn't... mm. Super crazy coincidence, though, that they live in the same apartment building. But, I whatever. Unless he'd been planted there or something. But, and this is where I started to crush on him. He gives her a map. She has been getting up earlier because she gets lost every time she tries to get around the city. And he's like, you know, please let me make this up to you. Let's meet here again. Same time tomorrow night. And uh, she agrees to come. It's very cute. They have a nice relationship. Yes, after the well, initial. We, we yes. don't know what happens Meeting. in between this and uh, they, they have where they end up screaming at each other in the parking lot is not. That's true. doesn't seem like that's a good place to that's be true. in. Yeah. Um, can we follow through on that drunk storyline real quick? Well, yeah, we don't really, again, that's a huge donut question. Like, I'm pretty sure he's in multiple episodes. He gets a a third call from him later in the episode. He gets mad at Barker. He's like, why did you give that guy my number? Like, I'm, I'm, there are ma- many people in this world that can help him better than I can. 
And then Patrick Swayze's like, oh, you don't get it. <laughs> and then uh, in the episode, he sends him to go pick him up and take him to the hospital, but we don't see any of it. Yeah, yeah. he just says, you got to go look after this. Yeah. It, is there anything in the donut on that, Saskia, as the donut master? No. Really? That's infuriating. But he's in a bunch of episodes, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I, th- I thought I saw on IMDb he has multiple names, so maybe he's a different part. Maybe he's just... Maybe he's an agent? That's what I thought. I thought maybe that um, Barker knows him and like, and that was a whole thing that he was setting up. Uh, At first I thought it was going to be like a fake thing. Like he was like testing him. (laughs) But nope. It's a real thing. I, yeah, I don't know what the hell that was. There was just so many things in this episode that felt like they were supposed to be Whole arcs. Yeah. Or like... Yeah, yeah. He was crammed all into one episode. It's true. Yeah. So Barker picks Ellis up in this SUV Mm -hmm. and uh, tells him about Caesar. And he's like, yeah, he's in the file, dumbass. (laughs) And this is when they uh, get into the fight about their cover IDs and like how you need to learn like the story. You got to back me up. We're brothers. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And then they go in. And they meet uh, Caesar, and Ellis is, like, stomping around, putting on a show, selling his guns, and uh, they are not interested. They don't want it. They basically, like, pull a gun on him, I think, right? They do. Now, someone please stick a gun in this Kramer's face. Look, man, we're just trying to conduct a little business here, that's all. Without the launch cards, you got shit on me, surplus. We got the launch cards, man. You're a funny boy. Look you what Grandpa's got. <laughs> what the hell are you doing, man? Let's take this puppy for a test drive. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah! <laughs> now that is funny. They say point a gun at, somebody point yeah. a gun at this guy. And that's when Barker uh, turns on the weapon and blows up a car without even opening a window. Yes, and like how and this convinces this guy to actually buy it what he's trying to sell. It's yeah. in the middle of downtown Chicago. It's obvious where the shot will have come so from obvious. He went through the window. Yeah, the window's broken and this is like a major arms <laughs> dealer, supposedly, and he's mm-hmm. not mad that they're like drawing that much attention to him. It was it was very strange. I didn't know. Also, understand from this. what we see in the finale, Barker has some like pretty deep PTSD about cars exploding. So, like, why would he just blow up a car on the street? Maybe he's reliving I it. I mean, it's his car. He knows no one's in it, but still. it's. But who knows who's nearby? Exactly. And then they they laugh about it because he borrowed the car from Petransky. It's because he's mm. a vet. Yeah. So, Caesar gives them a phone. He's like, all right, I'll call you. And uh, they set up the meeting or whatever to sell the gun mm-hmm. to the other more important to the Russians fancy people. But again, these guys are all undercover agents. We find out at the end of this episode, except for one of them. The one they take down after this meeting is not Nikolai. Enough. But Nikolai. not this this meeting. Those two guys, his henchmen, who yep. doesn't even get a name, and um, Caesar are on that train in the yep. last scene. So like. Everyone else he's dealt with or intimidated? I guess they're just setting it up to to get him to there. I mean, it just it seems overly complicated. There seems it seems like there's there would be a less 
circuitous path to taking him down than setting up this whole fake thing to move on to the next people. Yeah. Also, we have no idea why he's being targeted. At one point, they like. I'm going to cut ahead to this train conversation. We're almost there. Okay. Ellis gets on this train. He's all freaked out after whatever He's had a very bad day. He makes a list. Uh, Yeah, he got his nose broken by his partner. He smoked meth, and he had a gun pulled on his head. So when he gets on the train, he's exhausted, and he is alone in the car until six other people get on with him. Yeah. And just kind of, they all stand at one end of the train in a, in a perfect tableau. Well, also he recognizes them, yeah. right? Because it's Caesar and it's the henchmen and it's Nick from the trailer. Yeah. So it's like all the people he's dealt with in the last 24 hours are now on this train. So he thinks he's about to get shot in the head, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, so and they're all, pulls a gun yeah. on them. they're all suddenly in suits. Yes. Everyone who's been beaten has been patched up. Yeah. Like, why would they all be there? Yeah, exactly. Why? It's insane. And once again, he points a gun at someone's head. He but, points a gun at everybody, yeah. But no, he specifically takes that oh, woman. Karen. Karen. Her name is Karen. And, and she isn't in the finale. Is that a dumb question? No. Where is Karen, Saskia? <sighs> what happened to her? Because she seems to be the lead on this Barker investigation. She, she is. And he asks her, what evidence do you have? And she says, some. Yeah, which is a bullshit answer. Right? He's right. We have nothing. He's still kind of high on meth, though. And, I mean, we do find out <laughs> in the finale that they don't have anything because he's not crooked. Yeah. Uh, another th- We skipped over this scene, but another thing that annoyed me was, um, so they he tells Alice, no matter what I say, no matter what anyone does, don't show anybody this weapon. Mm-hmm. So Nikolai and Caesar are like, okay, well, we're not going to give you any money until you give us the weapon. So he sends some guys down to look at it. He won't show them. So they get in a big fight over the phone. He's like, my brother's a fucking idiot. I'm going to go down there and murder him. (laughs) Feel free to watch. So everyone follows him down, and that's when the cops swoop in and arrest everybody. I was taking notes, so I didn't see, but when I looked up, Ellis was making a run for it. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, that's so smart, because you can still keep your cover, right? Like, if something happens, it looks like you tried to flee. No, he's fucking chasing Nikolai, which blows his cover as a cop. I feel like their cover's blown the minute those cops swarm think up on so? them. so? I mean, probably. And, but well, I think maybe also Barker's cover could be better than their brothers. And yeah, yeah. But it's, that's exactly. And I thought he was going to give them shit, being like, why the fuck did you do that? Why did I you chase him? I also kind of thought that he and should not have run. he fucking shot Shoots Nikolai in the leg. In the leg. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And that, that was the only scene that we missed, I think, after the, the train. Yeah. Before the train. Before the train. Yeah. Train conversation. He's He tells him to fuck off, basically. But now he does he doesn't know. Is he crooked? Yeah. Isn't he? I don't know. He has his doubts. I love him. Which he, he mentions goes to the, again in the he finale. He goes to the back to the locker and checks out the money. And something's missing from the bag of money. Yeah. Well, did do either of you know what it is? Nothing's missing from the bag of money. He doesn't he doesn't think the money was checked in, so he's panicking and right. he's thinking like oh shit this guy is dirty he stole that money he finds the money right and then he's like okay it's fine it like i'm i'm walking away i'm sorry because petrensky's about to like have him arrested then he notices that the box with all the agents names on it yeah. is missing the thing that barker drew his attention yeah. to very specifically early exactly. on do you also think petransky's in on this uh, There's too much. Like, he is not good enough at his job not to be in on it. He he's keeping this key thing, this this drive out in the open. He's like it's sitting there, front and center. 
when Barker brings Ellis in, and he's walking away when Ellis can point out, oh, see that thing? That's super important. Maybe he's just been doing it for a long time. And yeah. he's just he's just a tired old man. <laughs> I don't think Barker would have pointed it out if he was, like, going to steal it. I... Unless he, unless he wanted him to notice when it was missing. Yeah. This is but like why the, would he want that? Who knows? It's, <laughs> it's dumb. It's dumb spy shit, right? Like none of it makes any sense until it does, and then either it's like amazing, or you're like, that doesn't seem necessary. Gotcha. I totally. feel like there was an easier way to do this. All right, let's talk about the finale. If All right, which was entitled "No Turning Back," which he does say in the episode, I think. Uh, Eric yes, yes. in. April of April 23rd, 2009, in the season finale, Barker gets a list of six people involved in Red Gauntlet. Not true. Now Barker and Ellis, along with a little help, must take them down before they find Barker. The list only had three people on it. He specifically said that. Killed one of them, two left. Two are left. Yeah. Boom. So Just this was like a crazy place because we start mid-scene. I had a hard time finding the line between the previously on. I considered saying something. And I almost texted you. Like, <laughs> Can you tell me the minute that I'm supposed to start this? Because the first time I started it, I was too late. And then I ended up going back again to see something. And I'm like, oh, no, I missed a whole part of the scene that actually is in this episode. It was, yeah. Uh, I left out anything they said. The first line was, like, uh, Barker saying, like, okay, I'll come in if Ellis comes with me. So I think at that point, Conrad is trying to bring him into the FBI, just like he is by the end of the episode, basically, right? Yes. That's what it feels like. I agree. Uh, so they get in the car, and Ellis is like, we're not we're not doing that, right? And he's like, no, of course we're not doing that. And then, boom, gunshot. And Kirby is shot. Yes. And uh, they end up driving away. Yep. From the scene. And they're very upset. There's Their witness is gone. Um, and they have no witness left. What do you think he witnessed? Uh. Who cares? I don't know, a murder? <laughs> well, it's, it's got to be something to do with the outfit, right? It's their proof right, about so this assassination. So maybe he... I do could have a witness... question about this. Do okay. you? Okay, okay. I'm going to say a theory, before we get to the question. I can't confirm if that's indeed the thing that he witnessed. But right. Okay. Maybe, a, maybe the order of the hit on the ambassador or something like that. Mm. It's very into this. This whole episode surrounds uh, a murder, an assassination that murder. happened like 20 years ago, basically. Which is what? 15 years ago. Which is what we find out traumatized Barker, which is why he's so afraid of cars exploding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. That is, that's why. Yeah. So because he, of the girl. Because he, there was a little girl and he felt bad about yeah, it. Yeah, because I think he got her killed. I think so. Did I think he set the explosion? Maybe. He was definitely new. Well, he says it was by the time he found out that this ambassador actually wasn't guilty, it was too late. Right. So it's like maybe he maybe he just knew that it was going to happen, but he didn't, wasn't the actual one that did it. Well, he didn't know. pull the trigger. He, who knows? Don't know. So he tells Ellis after they get out of the car, look, there's no going back. Like if we go forward from here, you really need to know what you're getting into. Like you can still walk away and... It doesn't seem like he's going to. Because if I'm crooked, like, oh, he also gets told that, yeah, now at this point, if he's crooked, you're going to go down with him Mm -hmm. or die. Yeah. Those are your options. Right. And then they start talking about Red Gauntlet. And we do not know what that is, but it seems to be like the code word 
for the operation. Because at first I thought they were talking about the drive. Right. But I don't think this has anything to do with the drive. I think whatever happened with the drive has been resolved in the donut. My interpretation of Red Gauntlet was that was the operation that got the girl... Yes. Um, she And, I'll spoiler, she was not killed. Yay! She was thrown clear of the explosion, then picked up by these operatives who are working against... Barbara. And I quote... We gave her to a woman. Right? <laughs> What's that? We Fuck gave her you. to a woman. She was an agent, but I don't know her name. Yeah. It was, well, obviously, it's not going to give up her name. But just the way that that line was said was just like, well, obviously, like, the, the closest person with breasts took her. Like, yeah. what the fuck else were we going to do? Like, what? Shut up. But, I mean, these guys are all assholes, so. That they are. Yeah. So he explains, he finally comes clean with Ellis that he was involved in Red Gauntlet. It was a top secret job, but it it came to him the way all the other jobs did. So he didn't think it was off the books or that he was doing anything wrong. Um, So there has to be a file out there. A file must exist. So that's what he is um, desperate to find. And he tells them that the person that killed the ambassador is the same person that's killed Kirby and these people are the outfit. Again, it was like so explanatory. Yes, uh, they're, they're FBI like, agents for whom the job is not enough. Yeah. Whatever well, that means. Exactly. Well, what it basically means is like they, well, how I took it is that they think they're catching the bad guys by any means necessary, right? right. So it's like if we can't take them down legally, we will just, just take, take them, them down. down. Yeah. And that's kind of how I read it. Um, so Gordon Freed was the first person on Ezekiel's list. Yes. Do not know who Ezekiel is. Did not meet him in the pilot, I Didn't, don't think. I thought we got a little flashback in this episode, though, to an interrogation with a picture of that list. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. We did. I saw the name Viper on it. <laughs> Viper yeah. is the one he wants to go after. Yeah, so we've got Gordon Freed on the list. We've got Viper on the list. And the person in the middle is a familiar name, which I think is Michaels, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I was confused about that by the time we got to the end of this. Oh, okay. I know. This is a lot. Let's hammer through this one. This one's heavy because there's just so many names. Uh, Director Paulson wants an update from Conrad and then he gets a text that says, Go Cubs. I'm assuming these Cubs texts are coming from Barker. I believe so. Some kind of code system. Right. Because then we see another guy get a call and what I think is ordering a hit on Barker. Yes. He writes Barker's name down. But those calls look so connected yes. that it was like, is, did, is what? Is, is Conrad calling... just ordering a hit? What happened? But, but we I know don't that think can't that be came true. from him. No. But we don't know who it came from. No. Yeah. It's crazy. Then we get the reverse scene where Ellis is like, okay, now I'm going to tell you all of the things I've been hiding, which mm-hmm. is basically that eight months ago, I got on a train and they told me you were dirty and I didn't believe it. And he was like, bullshit, you would have told me. And he's like, well, okay, then I sort of believed it, but sort of didn't. So then I just kind of like went along with it kind of thing. And so then they bring in uh, Nick, whose name is actually Raymond. Yeah. Who else crossed paths with you on this case? Any people up the ladder? Special Agent Jonah Michaels. Are you crazy? Michaels is part of the outfit. I want to know who hired you, and I want their names. So can you get to him? Yeah. Tell you what. When you find him, you set a meet and make it somewhere crowded. Got it? They used me, you know. The same way they used you. Whatever you need, you let me know. 
bit. And he explains, basically, that he was also lied to. He was told that Barker is definitely in the outfit, and that's why he's been working to take him down. But he now understands that that's not true. He gives most him of the people who told him are in the outfit. The names yes. of the people that he's been working for, which is Agent Robichaux, as well as Jonah Michaels, who we know is in the outfit. And we saw a flashback of Barker punching him in the face. That was very fun. But we don't know why. But we, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's all still... A mystery. Mm-hmm. So they sorry. They said to meet with him somewhere crowded, <laughs> and uh, that so turns silly. into a fun it's scene so where silly. there are multiple snipers in the room. <laughs> uh, fun scene. Well, I kind of liked it. All right, I liked how they were yelling at each other in public, and no one was like noticing that. That's a really good big point. Dots on them. Those extras were just. Like total, and it was a huge green dot. Yeah, and then a smaller red dot. Like smaller red dot. Yeah. If I walked by someone and saw that on their chest, <laughs> I'd be like, uh... and they weren't whispering, they no. were being very loud about explosions and people not being dead and all all the information. All right, take the shot. Have you in that scene ever walked by a conversation like that on the street? Oh, where people are yelling about dead dead kids. Like they're already dead. <laughs> you you planted the bomb. Not involving two people. Right? Definitely involving uh, one person talking to themselves. Oh, yeah, don't count. But that don't that doesn't count in Vancouver. No. Yeah. No, thankfully I have not, because I wouldn't know what to do. I'm <laughs> very concerned. And the thing is, like, they're both FBI agents. So mm-hmm. it's like, who do you, what do you do, call the cops? <laughs> like, those two FBI agents are screaming about murdered children. <sighs> what should I do? So, yeah, basically Ellis is holding a... A sniper rifle mm-hmm. on Michaels, so he can't pull his gun on Barker, who he's trying to hunt down and kill, it seems. It seems. Or arrest or something. And Barker's like, all right, you're going to tell me who Viper is. And Michaels is like, I don't know who Viper is, and I'm not going to tell you. And so he's like, okay, cool, kill him. Yeah. And he's like, no, but I do know something that's helpful, which is basically that Grace lived. and that She was thrown clear of the car. still in Chicago. She's alive? Uh, yes. All these years. If you give us the evidence you have against us, we will trade her to you for yes. it. And uh, then, then it, he sees the target on his... Well, Ella sees it. T- tells him because yeah. it's on his back. Yeah. Now there's a sniper on you. So he then what blocks he does, it, which is a good scene. Spots. Yeah. So that the both of the bullets are going to hit him. And he agrees to the deal. Yeah. And they're going to meet at the zoo in 24 hours for the trade. Yes. But... They're not. And Nobody. They're they gonna, don't intend to keep no. their end of the bar. Of course not. They can't no. make a deal with someone like that. No. So they plan to kill him. They're going to find Grace before that. That's their whole plan. Yeah. Track her down. And Ellis knows a guy who can find people. So it's all cool. So Ellis pulls in his favor with this guy, giving him next to no information. Todd. Well, I mean, she lives in Chicago. She was the daughter of this ambassador. The She's name might be different. Old. 20-ish. 2021. There is some information, but yeah, he some. finds her real quick with like the basic details that he has, for sure. And like, like I said, I was convinced it was going to be Rose, so <laughs> I was pretty disappointed when it wasn't. Uh, there's a scene in the FBI where Robichaux is refusing to give up his investigation of Barker, even though supposedly the murder that he committed, it's been proven now that he didn't commit it. So mm-hmm. who, do you have any idea whose murder he was being accused of? Um, it seems like he did kill Freed. So I don't think it's Freed. I don't know. Who um, else has died? Is it Karen? 
It could be Karen. We haven't seen Karen. Where is Karen? Karen's gone. Yeah. Okay. Karen's dead? Do you have any thoughts? Karen I dead? don't have a Karen question. Okay. Do you have a who did uh, I have a supposedly yes, murder question? I have a question. Okay. Well, I guess it's not Karen then. Karen McGuire. One episode. That's so fucking weird. It's... Maybe they just lost her? She was working somewhere else? Like, to put her as the head of that train conversation and then not bring her back is really weird. Karen? She's literally the only Karen on the entire show, so it has to be her. That's crazy. Karen McGuire. She had a whole name. Great job, Brett Taylor. Good acting. Excellent work. Not cool. There didn't seem to be very many through lines. Anyway, Conrad is, like, telling Robichaux, like, you're out of control. You need to go back to Washington and he's like, no, I've been t- t- like tasked with destroying the outfit, and that's what I'm going to do, and your boy is in the center of it. Right. And Conrad's like, mm, no, he's not. And then he tells him to take sick days, and he's like, fuck you, I'll take sick days when I'm sick. <laughs> Conrad's doing pretty well at like standing up. He seems to be the only person still in this office mm-hmm. that actually believes that Barker is innocent. It seems to be just uh, him and then this assistant director, Ida Paulson. Yeah, who is actually bad but we'll get to that right mm-hmm. and he tells uh, he tells him to go ahead become part of the problem yeah as he storms out to go and arrest uh barker yeah really good one of the better scenes i thought was this whole setup yes. where um uh, they ellis makes a call that they trace and they rush out to to find him so they think they'll find barker that way it was all a trick to get them out of the fbi so that Barker can head in and talk to the aforementioned Miss Paulson about Viper. That was a, a great moment when he's walking in there and they're saying, we're just all sitting on him, waiting to spot him. And she's like, oh, all right. Uh, by the way, Harry Conrad, I think, is the best character in the show. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. I liked him. Kevin J. O'Connor. Great actor. He reminded me of, um, oh, God, what was the guy from Flash Forward? He was like the father <sighs> of the daughter. I will not remember his Aaron? name. Because his name was Aaron. Doesn't matter. Mm. But he was sort of like a like an E character. Mm. He was like the best one. <laughs> so many people. He talks to Paulson. And he tells her that they tried to frame him because they knew he was coming for them. I have to believe that I want to believe. You want to believe me. Otherwise. He has to put his faith in her. Oh, we forgot to mention. This is the first pilot we've watched in seasons that started on a quote. Mm-hmm. Yes. We haven't gone that in so long. It was. But you lose hope, you become a, a beast say, of bird of prey, but it's not bird of prey. Take, a, take hope from the heart of man and you make him a beast of prey. Um, Marie-Louise Della Ramey. In that case, this entire show ends on a very nihilistic note because if he's betrayed by Paulson... And he is. Mm-hmm. Then, and he's just... Well, it's just starting, it's like giving us season two. Otherwise, everything yeah. would have been wrapped up. But if his, he in this scene, he says, if I didn't believe that you wanted me to be innocent, I there wouldn't be anything to believe in in this world. Yeah, he's she's the only one that can help him, basically. And she has access to this file, which he somehow has gotten the first page of or a copy of. Yeah. 
and he asks her to get it for him. And she does. She ends up giving it to Conrad and yeah. says, like, get this to um, Barker. And he's like, well, if I say I can do that, I'm admitting I know where he is. And right. she's like, I don't fucking care. Just give it to him. Yeah. So this whole time we're thinking, like, yes, she's like, she's saying she's going to start an investigation into the outfit. She's going to take everybody down because Barker later faxes the file, like, all around. Yeah. And uh, Robichaux is arrested. By a darling little Lucas Neff, who is the star of Raising Hope. And I looked on IMDb. This is literally his first ever role. Wow. Adorable. Adorable. Yeah. He looks like he's 12. I'm like, you are not in the FBI. What are you doing? But super cute. So, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Just that's it. Regardless, like, he puts all his faith in this person, says everything I believe is it requires me to be able to depend on you. Otherwise, everything is just a sham. And it is just a sham. Yeah. So that quote at the very beginning... He has become a beast by the end of this. There's nothing left for him to hope for. That's interesting because I did think after I was watching this, I'm like, well, I don't don't know why this is called the beast. Like, I don't don't understand. But you just explained it. If that's what they were even going for. I get it. I totally get it. And then he uh, goes there down on the street to get Grace, and they killed two people. Grace. Grace. me. Yes, they do kill two people. That's true. And they are probably FBI agents, but bad yeah, FBI yes, agents. Yeah, yes, they're watching uh they're watching her. Yeah. Because yeah, Michael's obviously is So the car a car pulls up to where Ellis is standing and they all jump out and they try to arrest Barker, but it's actually this guy Todd mm-hmm. and they can't do anything. So they just drive away. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like Paulson even ends up telling them that Barker came to the office. I mean I guess she doesn't because they would she would have to have arrested him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh these guys are getting totally screwed over. They cannot find him, no matter how hard they try. No. He's doing real good. Yeah. And then Ellis gets a gun off of Raymond, who tries to warn him, like, if this goes south, your your career at the FBI is over. And he finally admits that he was wrong about Barker, that he was innocent mm-hmm. the whole time. Which, I guess, has been an ongoing fight between these two for the last uh, ten episodes, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, he does say he did have some doubts at some point, but... He's much more con- he's the most confident we ever see him in this scene as well. Like he actually feels like an equal. Ellis? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, I don't give a crap about that right now. Like I'm yeah, I'm gonna back up my partner. Yeah. And then he runs into Rose and he's pissed she hasn't left and they get into a big fight in the parking lot. I he's can't like, I wasn't I have... fucking around. Like you need to go. I have class and a mock trial. I'm gonna be a lawyer. Great. Yeah. You're gonna be dead. You're gonna no. be a corpse. What you you gotta be? get out of here. You can't do a mock trial if you're dead. They told me, they told her not to trust him mm-hmm. uh, if he did ever come. And then he he'd tell the things that only he would know if her father did, in fact, trust him. Right. Yeah, that's Grace. Yeah. Not Rose. Rose oh, is, sorry. That's okay. But we should. But we let's can move on to Grace. Grace. Yeah. So he, uh, Barker breaks into her house. Well, sneaks into her house. Well, Todd finds the address. Todd finds the address. Yeah. He's a winner. Yeah. Great job, Todd. They go there, Barker sneaks his way in, surprises her at his at her table and says, You gotta come with me. Grace. Who are you? I'm Charles Barker. I was a friend of your father's. What are you doing here? Your life is in danger and you gotta come with me right now. I don't think I wanna do that. I've gotta talk fast. There was a birthday party for you at the consulate. It was your fifth birthday. 
I don't remember. I will remember for you. The party was the day before your father died. Your dad set up a mini carnival on the grounds. You could have heard that from anyone. But I didn't. I was there. There was a petting zoo with all these rabbits running around, but you, you were playing with the runt, the only black one, and you wouldn't put it down. Now do you remember? I thought you died in that car with him. I thought that for a lot of years. But please, you gotta come with me right now. Ellis, door. Yeah, she's going by the name Jane Ross. And she's pretty cool with it. I mean, I guess... Well, she definitely knows what's going on, right? Because she says, like, they've been warning me my entire life that you were going to come for me. So it's not like she's Jane Ross and she doesn't even know she's Grace and, like, all of this coming out of nowhere, right? It's like, she seems like she's been living under guard Mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah. Do you think that is why she trusts him so readily? Like, well, I think it's exactly what Saskia says. It's like he talks to her about the rabbit, or was it rabbits? There was rabbits at the party, and she only held on to the runt. Right. Yeah, and that I think that's like I think she has spent the last fifteen or so years basically being raised by strangers, mm-hmm. and that's the first thing anyone has ever said to her that feels honest and familiar. That's a very good point. I think that's very what good. flips her right away. Yeah, it's like oh, you're. Like, I, I feel Why like, you think... especially you've been lied to your entire life, like, you can feel it when yeah. things don't seem right. My question is more, like, because she goes with him so readily, is that just out of fear for her life? Yes. This guy yeah. can kill me. He's like, someone's, also, someone's coming to kill you, he says. That's true. Yeah. That's like, true. You're in danger. We need to leave this place. And they take her to a bar, which seems like it's, like, Ellis's friend's bar or something. Yeah. <laughs> she's very concerned about how long they stay there. Why? I don't understand why they kept this girl alive. Uh, yeah. The bad guys? The bad guys. Like, they killed, they were ready to kill her in, when she was in there in the explosion. I feel like maybe she wasn't supposed she to be wasn't in there. She wasn't supposed to be in she there. She wasn't, yeah. but she's a big loose end. Totally. Yeah. Especially because she's something that this guy... Like, are they going to kill a five-year-old? Why like, not? They do know. it every day. Maybe it's... They do it every day. They do not. The FBI doesn't daily murder oh, five-year-olds. Oh, sorry, the FBI? I just meant the government. <laughs> The government. The government just absolutely the government. does. Oh, well, currently they ha- are they are doing that. But we'll, this was a long time ago before when, yes, a certain person was right, president. Right, because it's on domestic soil. It would be too much. I just, yeah. I mean, I, this whole thing is ludicrous, yeah. so I agree with you. But, yeah, I don't see them, like, assassinating a five-year-old to cover their own asses. I don't I know. Mean, I feel like that to, makes sense for would. these type of people. Yeah. Like, if you're already going to be amoral, why do you Why do you even bother having a line? It's just yeah. what works and what doesn't. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so they talk about what really happened to her father and his involvement in it and, you know, basically apologizes she talks about this woman hannah Hannah. (laughs) yes who uh, (laughs) died two years ago but actually treated her well so she hasn't been like tortured yeah she got a good mom ish she says that every person she loves dies she's a very she's depressed and then they ask her what are you supposed to do what were you supposed to do when i come for you he's like well i was supposed to call michaels so he's like okay let's call him and she says that um she was taken to a warehouse. Barker's dead. There's so much blood. Come and help me. Blah, blah, blah. Base set up to come have him come running in without any guard up or anything or any backup, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
And he does. And he he does. sure does. He's super false for it. And he's like, what's going on here? There's no blood. I thought there was going to be blood. You Lo promised behold, me blood. There's Ellis first. Takes his gun. Yep. And, and then, then who emerges? Classic moment. Steps out from the shadows. <gasps> Barker. Tell me epic. who Viper is. And he doesn't know anything. He says, like, all we know is what we needed to know. It was the old days. Yes. And, yeah, he just doesn't do anything. And he tries to reach for his gun. Or he does. Mm-hmm. Second gun. Hidden gun. Yeah. Pocket gun. And uh, Barker shoots him in the heart. Yeah. Which Ellis is not stoked about. He's like, uh, so you killed him, eh? Yeah, that's a problem. And he's like, yeah, because he knows who Grace is. He yeah. knows about Grace. And now he doesn't. And I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, yeah, so it's like, take him to this, take her to this address, she'll be safe, then we go find Viper. Yeah, he didn't know but where he is, but we'll find it. No, my God, that was that ridiculous line. It's like, did he give up Viper? It's like, no, he didn't. If he did, he took it to the grave. He didn't know. It was just, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously. Uh, yeah. All right. So they pull uh, Robichaux back at the office, pulling security footage, tells Conrad that Michael has been killed. And he's like, did Barker do anything about that? And that's when Paulson gives him the envelope with the file, faxes the file. It's the Holy Grail. Robichaux gets arrested. Everyone starts going down. (laughs) Ready to stop playing these games? You are the last one. What are you talking about? The last what? We do things in life. And there's always a cost to ourselves, to those around us. We just never know how much or when we're going to have to pay up. What are you going on about? Today is payday. What the hell's going on? The U.S. attorney is getting the same facts you're getting as we speak. Under arrest, Alan. That was such a great. Ellis is super proud that he was right about Barker, that he's not bad. Um, And Barker's like, oh, you still got a lot to learn. Mm. So condescending. Always another lesson with this guy. Learned barely anything. (laughs) Conrad got shot in the arm, but he's doing fine. He's really worried about his car. Oh my god, that was actually funny. Yeah, that was a brand great. new car. He was freaking out there in a gunfight. He has been shot, and yeah. he is legitimately not only worried about the bad guys shooting his car, but Ellis and Barker accidentally shooting it as well. <laughs> has it been it? Yeah, it was. I actually thought that was pretty good. You're right. Conrad is obviously the best character on this show. He feels the most realistic to and me. And Ellis is the sexiest. Even though he's got some of the silliest lines. Yeah. Ellis is. So Paulson grills Ellis about um, where Barker is. Conrad tried to convince him to come in, but he's like, nope, that's not my style. I'm going to disappear for a while. You won't hear from me, but I'm fine. I'll come back for you. Yeah. And he won't tell Paulson where he is or he doesn't know. Right. And um, she's going to investigate, but... Barker doesn't believe it. Doesn't believe it's real. Doesn't believe she's really going to do anything about it, but still sets up a meeting with her because Conrad is adamant that mm-hmm. she is on their side. 
Conrad believes it. Yeah, he does. scary thing. And, I mean, everything she's done so far backs that up. Yeah, we as the audience have no reason... To believe that she's not on their side. Other than the fact... Other than we know a twist has to come, because it's the second <laughs> season. It's the first season, season finale. finale. There's got to be something to propel us into the second season. We and- do... I think we forgot to mention the first episode. Ellis goes back for his, like, second date with Rose... But then he doesn't go. He walks in, away, yes. and she sees him, which is even worse. Yeah, so the bus like, comes, and then he disappears. He's gone. Yeah, and then it, at the end of this episode, he goes to check on her after all the bad guys have finally gone down. Yeah, and she's gone, like he told her to be. Yeah, and the apartment is empty yeah. except for like a coat hanger, which is so dramatic. And then he goes back to his apartment, and it is trashed. So it looks like the somebody has. Um, like ripped through it, either looking for something or, you know, the cops came in and and searched his place. Because yeah. there is just like shit everywhere, ripped <laughs> apart. So that's kind of dramatic and we don't know what happened. And then uh, Barker goes to see Grace and gives her some money. Yeah. She, she asks feels him not to, to disappear. Yeah. And thanks, thanks him for telling her the truth like no one has before. Yeah. And he promises it's... that he'll be in touch with how to get in touch with him. Were you guys uh, emotionally moved by any of these scenes? No. What were with the medals on Ellis's floor? And why did he only take one? Don't know. Didn't look. Didn't care. It's... I believe they were war medals. It looked like a fireman medal. That one with the four crosses. Was yeah. I was totally checked out by this point. <laughs> I just right. did not care what happened. Well, he goes to meet with Paulson in the park. We see, oh no, there's the sniper that was... The hit that was, was still there. Yeah. And instead of going to Paulson, he takes down the man with the gun and he looks at her saying, like, I know you were trying to kill me. I know you're in the outfit. I know you're still in on this. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then also we miss a part where he was talking with Ellis and he gave him a six digit number to remember and he wouldn't tell him why. And he said that he would know when the time comes. Yeah, I think that's all the important details of the dramatic. Covered everything. Super sad that we took out all the supposedly bad shows off the list, and this is the first one that we picked. It wasn't terrible. Production values are good. It wasn't terrible. It it was decently written. It was just like still glad that I did. I chose this over Family Guy. No, I I don't know. Season one. Season one. Season one's the best. Yeah, so good. Are we ready? Classic. Yeah, let's get this quiz going, man. Yes. All right. Question number one. When and why did Barker go on the lam? Episode three. Barker receives an anonymous tip alerting him to an assassination and on an assassination attempt on his life later that day. B. Episode 12. He was framed for a murder, but has no choice but to run. Episode 11. Barker learns of an attempt on his sister's life and after securing her safety, goes underground to come up with a plan of attack. Or D, episode 8. Substantial evidence against Barker led to an arrest attempt within the headquarters, leading to a thrilling escape sequence which sees Barker escape by the skin of his teeth. God. Those all sound terrible. I'm going to go with B, episode 12. 
I think that is definite possibility. I'm going to go with D, episode 8, and I'm going to guess that's when he punched, that that punch came from, that we saw in the flashback. Oh, my God. That makes sense. That was my second choice. But Yours I is my like... second choice, too, and I think 12 might be right. It is correct. Damn yeah, it! I, just, it I felt like being, five it episodes. It wouldn't be that long. Too yeah. long. Agreed. Shit. He's framed for murder. Who's right murder? At the beginning of the episode. Who's murder? It's, uh... It doesn't matter. No, it's a it's None like it's a matters. case like a case but every episode a different. It's not anyone involved in this whole outfit. Not that I know of. No, nonsense. but no, they do. They are the ones who do frame him. Yes, but of I course. thought they. Yeah, but it's no one involved. The Martin murder's not related. Yeah, no, it's not the car murder or right. anything. Fine, like one that. nothing. Question number two: When does Ellis manage to go on a date with Rose? <laughs> a they never have a formal date, but sleep together in episode 10. B. In episode 7, after multiple attempts to reschedule, she moves on and goes on a date with someone else. Barker. Ellis finally gets up the nerve and crashes the date. C. They go on their first date in episode 5. It does not go well. D. It doesn't take long at all. They go out for dinner and start dating in episode 2. I'm going to say D again. I'm saying D again as well. It you is didn't correct. say D last time. Uh, damn it. Okay. It's a question. Yes, it's D. They date the whole time. Uh, and yes, the thing that um, he sends. Well, the, the, the relationship is rocky. Right. No, I have another question. Great. Let's continue. <laughs> All right. We'll talk after. Three. To protect a man from a hired assassin, Barker and Ellis go undercover as what? A. Pro poker players at a high stakes poker game. An easy feat for Barker, being a professional liar, but pr- pr- proving troublesome for Ellis with disastrous consequences. B. A boxing coach and his protege. Ellis, fortunately, having been junior state champion in high school. C. Musicians at a private benefit concert, drugging the real band in the process and endangering multiple lives. While failing to save the target. Yikes. Or D, only Barker goes undercover, posing as her kindergarten teacher to confirm the assassin's intended target, one of the children's fathers. Dear God. Don't even try to pull that (laughs) on us. I wonder. I wonder. That'd be a great episode for dredging up all of his back history. Uh Uh-huh. That could be fun. And that seems like something they would do. Does sound uh, familiar. Here's Ray. I'm going with C, because that's the one I want to be real, the band. I'm going with A. It is A. Yes! Tie game! Aww. If you had gone with D. The plot of a Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop? No. No. Anyway. Not going to fool me with that shit. Question I've seen that movie. They Number done it. I four. Got it. Right. Investigating a case involving millions of dollars and a deadly virus, what do Barker and Ellis discover? Hey. A young boy has been infected with the virus in order to blackmail his mother into giving them diamonds. Wow. B. A rogue FBI agent with a grudge has gotten a hold of the virus and plans to distribute it through the FBI headquarters. Yikes. C. A politician suspected of selling defense intelligence to the Chinese saves Barker's life and exposes the true threat. Or D. Barker arrests a drug baron he's been hunting for years, but he must be freed in order to secure the virus and locate the missing money. Whoa. Something else we didn't mention is uh, Paulson, 
kind of inferred that Barker had saved her life at one point. Did you guys get that too in that scene? It's like, I, I, sometimes I wonder, like, if you weren't around, whatever, whatever, but if you weren't around, I wouldn't be here. Anyway, mm. whatever. Yeah. I'm just I... wondering. Hmm. Doesn't matter. Can you shorten those and say them again? Yes. A young boy blackmailed his mother. Yeah. A rogue FBI agent yeah. headquarters. Mm-hmm. Politician selling a defense mm-hmm. to the Chinese or drug baron he's been hunting. Right. That needs uh, to be free. Whose turn is it to go first? Pierce Ray. I'm going with poison. Poisoning the boy. I think that's the kind of amoral activity I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? But those are bad guys, not FBI guys. But the FBI guys are the bad guys. I know. I think it's B. It is A. Damn it! Really? Correct. That's bullshit. It is kids. the young boy. It's good money. It's a, yes, and uh, Barker convinces her only to go with $5 million of the money instead of the $10 million that they're requesting of the diamonds. Always mm. paying short money. Mm. and uh, But they are watching her house and steal the rest of it while they're at the the drop-off of the uh, other money. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then last but not least, question number five. No. Episode eight sees homeless veterans being methodically murdered. Which of the following does not occur? A. When Rose finds out that Ellis was in the military, she tries to get him to open up, but a troubled Ellis turns her down. B. Barker goes undercover as a homeless man living on the streets for several days. Mm. C. Ellis goes undercover to gain information from Marine Hospital records about the deceased. D. John Hurd guest stars. <laughs> or E. Barker thinks Ellis messed up and tries to protect him by planting evidence to ensure the guilt of another person. Whoa, what? Who plants evidence? Barker. Thinks Ellis messed up, and he tries to protect him by planting evidence to ensure the guilt of another person. Oh, I'm gonna guess C. Well, um, I'm gonna guess the homeless one. Is that is B? the one that didn't happen? Oh, that the one that didn't happen. The one that right. four of these happened. Right, out of the, five. the one that didn't happen. Um, Just, don't say. Don't I'm gonna say, go. Don't I'm gonna go with with him planting evidence because I don't think he would do that. Pierce Ray. You are correct. Damn it! Again. Damn it. I mean, it's Damn set up it. in the first... He's like, yeah, you gotta learn Damn the hard it. way. School of hard knocks. Don't fuck up. I'm gonna leave you here. And then he drives away. He <sighs> does do it in another episode. Oh, my God. He does plan. It is the kind of person he is. So, on one part, you are wrong. Just give him the damn donut. But, like please, donut. open the box and reveal... My God. ...that both of you are getting... I believe these are Pride mm, Donuts. A Pride Donut. Happy Pride Day, everybody. We recorded on Pride last year, I think. Do yes, we did. We had Pride Donut last time. Very, yes, we did. Happy special. Pride, everybody. This was not a this... super fun day show. Nope. No. I really wish it had been Maybe a super we'll fun day show. for the next time, though. Okay, let's go. Guys, don't watch this. There are much better shows involving FBI, involving criminals, involving I, cops. I do think we should say that's no disrespect to anyone making the show i feel like the actors all did a good job i feel i feel like for the most part we've watched much this worse. was well made patrick swayze we've filmed watched this. garbage he this is not a garbage show he was dying uh after filming the pilot and he filmed the rest of the season yeah and that's pretty very incredible. sick you can see he's obviously lost a ton of weight and uh yeah it's not easy that's exhausting to so. be doing no, that going movie? through chemo is a lot. And uh, the chemistry was good. I liked the yeah. two of them together. I did too. I just, 
to me, kind of boring. the only blame is in the writing. I think yeah. there were so many problems that just took me right out of the story. Where I was like, that's just so off the rails, unbelievable that it's like, I'm not going to even go along with this party anymore. I'm also not thrilled with the, uh, the lighting. Yeah, as mentioned. It really, really bothered me how, yeah. how dull this show was to look at. All right, I need you to pick a number between 1 and 312. Okay. His peers is down at this time, so he Great. needs to make the final decision. Oh, gosh, 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 gosh. I'm going to go with 222. I'm going with 80. 80 and 222. Actually, I take it back. I just want to be 22. It's too late. Okay, I guess I'm 222 then. Fine. What? Saskia? Mm-hmm. It's not. You can change your mind if you want to. Nah. Are you sure? Yeah, it's okay. fine. This is the last chance. Hey. Eighty Stargate SG One. Oh my god! Did we watch that already? No, we watched Stargate Universe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nineteen ninety-seven. That might be the very first one. That's exciting. We do like. Oh, you were one away from Orphan Black. God damn it. Next time. Uh, 222 is way down the list. Is a show, comedy, crime, drama, mystery called New Tricks from 2003. Uh, let me just quickly look up New Tricks here. Stargate has Don S. Davis in it, whom we know as Major Briggs. Nice. My Okay, okay. I'm looking at new tricks right now. Three retired police officers are drafted in to solve cold cases with a touch of comedy and drama. Okay. I like the sound of that. Actually, so do I. We're gonna what is it called? New, new tricks. tricks. So they're old dogs, you see. <laughs> but they're learning new tricks. All um, right. Also, this show appears to have been running for 12 seasons. Yeah, you always say that. You forget that IMDb lies. Um, 99 episodes. Whoa. The lead. That's crazy. 2003 to 2015. What network is it on? Is it procedural drama? I believe it's a British show. It's a BBC. Ah. Okay. Fun times. We're watching this. Amazing. Well, hold on. Sorry. Let me check the first season. Let's see how many episodes we actually have first season. Because if this is one with three episodes. Oh, okay. We got a full season. Two, three. Four, five, six, seven episodes in the first season. Perfect. Okay. All right, let's do it. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Insanity at its finest. Firestar. Riot Maker. Moonstricken. Animal Need. Bad Seed. Untamable. Everybody around me always think they know what's going on inside my mind. Think I'm Mr. Nice Guy all the time. How they say on Diary? You think you know, but you have no idea. I can smell your woman's rosy punani on the dance floor all the way in VIP. I'm a rapper, I can snatch her, and she will leave with me because of my stature. Now everybody move, everybody bounce. Whoever the Nina choose, we about to pounce. With the 151 in the bottle, I call heavily. Let me hit this model in the grotto. I like all women, tall women, and small women. You got to let techniques tease your chakra. Species release freaks, please the monster. Petite beast feast, these G's will rock ya. Handcuff a buster, don't trust her. Round these hustlers, homie, don't be a sucker. When your lover say take Nina's a brother, she trying to say that I rushed her, then crushed her. Handcuff your hoe, get 50, must make more dough. We will be shaking your flow. Against me, that's a no-no, yo, cause I'm a beast.